0: Keys tackle box in my hand. Going to cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four stroke right in the back. Because the fishes all tremble at the thought of me and when I'm fishing. Paul Bunyan Country.
1: This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country.
0: Today, it's Tony Standera from the Bemidji Area Fisheries Office.
1: Tony, first of all, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks a lot, Kevin. I appreciate it.
0: We're going to talk trout today. We, we've talked trout with a, a few different people in a few different areas, and I think that's one of the interesting things to me is just how many trout waters we actually have in these various areas, but we never really hear a whole lot about them.
1: Well, yes, I, I agree with you, um, when most people think of this part of Northwest Minnesota, we're in lake country and the lakes certainly get the, you know, lion's share of attention from anglers, but we do have some trout fishing opportunities that some people might not be aware of in the Bemidji area, as well as park rapids and Detroit lakes um, and so on.
0: Let's start with the, uh, with some of the lakes that are in the Bemidji area offices purview. um, And we'll go up North. First of all, uh, Lake Benjamin, a fairly well-known lake, um, and that is a Trout Lake, correct?
1: Yes, Kevin. Uh, Benjamin Lake is located about 25 miles northeast of Bemidji, and we manage it for rainbow trout. It gets stocked annually with about 3,000 catchable-sized fish, which are generally about 10 inches long, and grow throughout the summer uh, to larger sizes. Right now there's some unwanted fish species in Benjamin that are interfering with our trout management, and we're trying to plan a project to... Uh, take care of that situation, and, and go back to trout management. Um, so there are some warm water fish in there. Um, our trout lakes will be stocked the week after opener. We're a little bit delayed this year because of the late ice outs. Okay. So next week our trout lakes will be stocked.
0: Nice thing about Benjamin, it's a beautiful little lake in the heart of the Chippewa National Forest just off the scenic highway um, and uh, and apparently loaded with drought.
1: Yeah, uh, people have good angling success there. It does have an accessible fishing pier and offers a shore fishing opportunity, which is kind of rare in this area.
0: Okay. You know, um, we'll talk a little bit about the other lakes in your area in a bit, but uh, what is it that uh, the DNR is looking for when they determine this lake is a trout lake?
1: Well, we're looking at some water quality aspects. Uh, trout needed cold water and abundant oxygen. And many of the lakes in in this area um, don't provide that they're good warm water fish lakes, but we only have a handful of lakes that have adequate oxygen and temperature for trout management
0: what is I wonder why it is that uh, it's always small lakes?
1: Yeah, they tend to be smaller lakes in this area, and uh, they tend to be quite deep and they are you know uh, formed by the glaciation mm-hmm
0: Well, we have Benjamin up north, and then the rest of them um, are a little bit south of Bemidji.
1: Yes, the remaining three lakes in the area are all located in Clearwater County. So starting in northern Clearwater County, we have Deep Lake, which is near the city of Clearbrook. And Deep Lake is actually a two-story fishery that provides for trout fishing as well as some opportunity for warm water species like panfish and northern pike.
0: Okay. So explain that to us. Is this, uh, there's a there's a warm water area and a cold water area?
1: Well, yes. Um, deep Lake has adequate temperature um, and oxygen. Uh, it's about 80 feet deep. Oh, wow. But it also uh, has a warm water fish community um, that does quite well and doesn't interfere with our trout management. So we seem to be able to raise fish, in spite of those warm water species that can often conflict with trout management, so it offers a, a good opportunity for people that are that are after trout um, if they don't happen to be biting there's a there's a good panfish population and some large northern pike available there. okay,
0: excellent. Now that's Deep Lake, and then you've got South Long and Island Lake as well.
1: Yes, so South Long uh, is located just a few miles west of Itasca State Park in southern Clearwater County. And South Long is probably one of our more popular lakes in that area. Um, it's stocked annually with 14,000 catchable size rainbow trout. Uh, it's a beautiful lake. There's a really nice county campground on the lake shore and it's very popular with campers.
0: That sounds like a great little place to get away.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd like to go down there this summer. Um, you could kind of camp out of there and have a number of fishing opportunities within a few miles. <clears throat> so let's move on to Island Lake, with, which is just a little bit further to the west, uh, located about 10 miles southwest of Zirkle. Um, Island Lake is managed for rainbow trout as well as brown trout, and there are actually some large brown trout in that lake, and it gets stocked annually with 1,200 catchable-sized rainbow trout. Um, we do have some unwanted warm-water fish um In island lake that are that are interfering with our rainbow trout management but we're trying to adjust our management plan to make that a more successful lake for fishermen
0: okay so how many different kinds of trout species do we have in this neck of the woods and what are the
1: differences well we we have uh, three species of trout in the bemidji area that are available for people Uh, we have brook trout and brook trout is actually the only native trout species in the state of minnesota um, the trout that we have in Northwest Minnesota likely originated from the southeastern part of the state and were brought here during the days of settlement. Um, we also have brown trout and rainbow trout, which are introduced species, um, but have been managed, you know, for a long time in the United States and are, uh, have been stocked extensively. Okay. So those are the three species we have.
0: Now, um, the interesting thing about trout is that, for, well, for instance, we probably can all relate to just hopping on these lakes a, on a small boat and fishing out of the boat like we do with everything else. What trout provides is that uh, that stream fish fishing opportunity, which is something most of us don't do a whole lot of.
1: Yep, yep. Ah. Um, uh give me a second here. Sure. <laughs> I'm glad you can edit that out. Yeah. Most people fish, um, our lakes, you know, um, you need a boat. We don't have a lot of good shoreline fishing opportunities in our lakes, but our trout streams on the other hand, um, you know, provide a nice alternative to that. If we have some windy days, you know, it's, it's always a good option. If you want to go fishing to be able to, to access one of our trout streams, um, we have over 12 miles of angler easements on our four trout streams, so that provides quite a bit of opportunity. And most of them are located in pretty remote areas, and it's it's a pretty nice getaway.
0: It's been a while now, but I remember several years ago. Time flies. It was a very big story, and we we covered it extensively when you built, um, uh, I think, an all-access. I don't know what we would call a pier, maybe on on the Clearwater River. Sure.
1: Yeah, um, the Clearwater River near County Road 22 just west of Pinewood has an accessible fishing area which consists of a boardwalk and a series of platforms that are built out over the water and allow people easy access to the stream and it's, it's a very popular area. We recently made some improvements to that by adding another platform and we've done some stream habitat improvement work in that area as well. And it's not only popular with anglers, but I see families down there enjoying, you know, enjoying the nice weather from time to time. And uh, there's a lot of folks down there that are watching wildlife as well as hunting and trapping during those seasons. So it's it's a great area. Um, it's called the Jay Johnson Memorial Fishing Access okay. after Jay Johnson, who was an advocate for opening Minnesota's outdoors to everybody.
0: And uh again, that how long ago was that now?
1: That was built in 2002, okay. so it's yeah. been there for nearly twenty years.
0: Oh, man, I'm feeling older by the day. Uh, <laughs> I remember that when that was a new story. Um, yeah. but yeah that and, and I've heard great things about it. I haven't actually been able to get over there and check it out myself, but I hear it is a really great place.
1: It's very nice. I hope you get to get out there sometime. <laughs>
0: More Trout Talk with Tony Standera is on the way.
1: Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, where fishing is more important than pretty much everything. You're listening to
0: Fishin' Paul Bunyan Country. Tony Standera from the Bemidji Area Fisheries Office, my guest, talking trout in the Bemidji area. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other um, uh uh, areas these are you know i've lived here 30 some years i spent a lot of time growing up in this town as well and yet i'd never heard of sucker brook or battle river and i think i had just heard of necktie river in passing and yet these are again hidden gems with some great trout fishing opportunities
1: absolutely you know the battle river which is just a few miles west of kellier uh has some really unique um habitat for this area we live in a very flat country and and a lot of our streams don't have much gradient so they they're kind of slow moving but the section of the battle river that's available for trout angling has a lot of nice big rocky riffles and deep pools and the current's pretty fast so it's it's a pretty unusual stream for this part of the country um that stream is located on private property. The North Beltrami Sportsmen's Club uh, okay. allows angling on their property. So I'd just like to remind everybody that goes up there to enjoy it, uh, to respect private property.
0: Okay, and, and uh, where would we find that exactly?
1: Well, it's on County Road. I want to say, if, if, let me look at a map. It might be it. Kellyer. It's... On County Road 36, four miles west of Kellier, folks will see a sign. It's for the North Beltrami Sportsman's Club, and there's a gravel road that that goes south from Highway 36 um, to the Sportsman's Club property.
0: All right. And then let's talk a little bit about the Necktie River. There it is, just uh, just between Cass Lake and Bemidji, a couple miles off uh, Highway 2. I didn't even know.
1: Yes, um, so that is located in northern Hubbard County, and most people that fish the Necktie River access it from County Road 45, okay. which runs south from Highway 2, and they fish upstream, which is where our angling easements are located. So we have 3.3 miles of easements and accessible stream for anglers. Uh, Necktie River has a naturally reproducing population of brook trout, which is kind of unusual for this part of the state. And the population has been thriving. Um, it's a small stream, and some of it's overgrown, so it can be challenging to fish, but there are some nice fish in there, and uh, it's right close to town.
0: Okay. And then over uh, west of Itasca, we've got Sucker Brook.
1: Yes, Sucker Brook is uh, it's actually the first tributary of the Mississippi River. Hmm. Um, it's a really neat stream. We've got angling easements on three miles of sucker brook. Um, It's also a very small stream. Parts of it are are quite overgrown and can be challenging to fish, but it does open up into some more meadow-like areas. Um, The in-stream habitat is excellent, and it also contains a population of naturally reproducing brook trout. So um, a unique fishing opportunity, really, in northwest Minnesota.
0: So Tony, um, how many people in this area actually do
1: go out trout fishing? You know that's a good question. I I could get back to you with trout stamp sales, but um, we get a. I know that we get a lot of calls every spring at, uh, inquiries about stocking, um, particularly with the Clearwater River. That is easily our most popular, you know, stream trout sure. fishing opportunity around here. So, I I don't have an exact number as far as the number of trout stamps are sold in the area but i could get that if you want to but okay. um yeah
0: but they're they're there they're out there doing it
1: oh absolutely it, it definitely receives its share of pressure and um when we do our stream and lake stockings next week um i would imagine that there will be a fair number of people out at the clearwater river now do you still get help from mr wade and his crew oh absolutely um We've been involved with a program at Northern School here in Bemidji for 11 years now. It's called Trout in the Classroom, and it's a program that was formed by Trout Unlimited, which is a national organization of fly fishing and uh, stream- and trout-loving folks um, put together this educational program that we can bring into the classroom, and the kids actually raise rainbow trout uh, throughout the school year, and it's really neat the way that um, Mr. Wade and Mr. Adams and Miss Tisdale and Mrs. Grand at Northern School have incorporated math and science and ecology and even literature lessons into. The raising of these fish, and it's just been really popular. Now that we've been doing this for 11 years, I have kids walk up to me sometimes that were in you know previous school programs uh, in past years, and um, go out of their way to, to, to tell me how much they appreciated that experience. And the teachers that are involved in it are just super. Everything they do for this project is above and beyond, you know, their job description. Yeah. So it uh, wouldn't happen without them.
0: And I'm a Minnesota guy, so I know how to go walleye fishing, and I know how to go northern fishing and fan mm-hmm. fishing, etc. I have not done much trout fishing, and if I wanted to try, I don't even know where to start to find, you know, information. So wh- what do sure. I do?
1: Well, you know, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources has a really nice public website. Um, if folks have the internet, you could just do a search for Minnesota DNR and It'll bring you to our homepage, and there's uh, a number of links um, in in the fishing category that contain information for anglers of all skill levels um, and all species of fish. But there is specifically a lot of good information about trout fishing. Um, you know, you can fish for trout with fly fishing gear or spinning gear or just about anything, it doesn't take a lot of money or a lot of fancy equipment. Um, A lot of people fish with live bait. Just a night crawler on a small hook with a small sinker um, can be very effective. Uh, People tend to use pretty light tackle because trout um, have really good eyesight. So light monofilament fishing line, like three or four or five-pound test, is typically what I see folks preferring. Um, light action rods on some of these smaller streams a shorter rod is better um, there are a number of fly patterns that are popular in the area there's a lot of caddis hatches there's a lot of midge and a lot of mayfly hatches and we have some stone flies present in all the creeks um, scud patterns are very popular on the necktie river uh, scud is a very small species of freshwater shrimp, uh, and so those are those are good patterns. People that fish with spinning gear tend to use small jigs that are tied in kind of a a wooly bugger pattern, um, thirty second and sixty fourth ounce jigs, and you can just cast those and let those drift downstream um, into you know woody habitat or into deep pools or you know, undercut banks, and a lot of people fish with small spinners, like a small rooster tail or Panther Martin spinner. Okay. Um, small lures that imitate bait fish are popular, um, particularly in the lakes. In our trout lakes, people tend to troll uh, with with small, small, you know, bait fish imitating lures like Rapalas, for example. Um, very light line again. And it helps to be quite far behind the boat because trout tend to be spooked by the boat
0: one of the things uh, people'
1: that, oh, go ahead.
0: I was just say one of the things that always uh, surprised me whenever I hear it is that you know some people just go to the grocery store and get marshmallows and corn
1: yeah, you know those are those are popular baits as well, and they <laughs> seem to be very effective uh, and that reminds me there's also a wide variety of of uh, Trout baits that are manufactured by companies like Berkeley, Uh, power bait. There's a a number of different power bait, you know, things that are geared toward trout. And actually, some of them imitate marshmallows and corn. (laughs) But those can be very effective as as well.
0: Okay. Well, and the other thing to remember, if you're going to give this a try, you do need to get a trout stamp, correct?
1: Yes, uh, along with your... Minnesota fishing license, you will be required to uh, possess a trout stamp when fishing on designated trout waters.
0: Okay. Um, And what's the reason for the trout stamp?
1: The trout stamp provides funding um, for uh, the stocking program and for habitat improvement um, specific to trout fisheries. So it it, uh, provides money for the Lake Superior, you know, steelhead program, for example. Um, It provides money for lake reclamations when those are necessary uh, to, you know, get rid of unwanted fish species. Um, And just provides a more specific funding stream that's dedicated to cold water fisheries management. All right.
0: How long have you been uh, working in the trout biz?
1: Well, you know, I've been with the Minnesota DNR for 16 years now and have been involved with some trout management throughout those years. But I came from northeast Iowa prior to my time in Minnesota, and I worked in northeast Iowa for five years. And some people would be surprised to learn that they have an excellent trout program, excellent trout streams in that part of the state, and uh, very similar if not better than southeast Minnesota in some regards oh, okay. for fishing opportunities. So that's where I really started learning about trout and working with trout in fisheries management.
0: And I would say based on you know the various interviews I've done over the years with you and others, uh, it just sounds like the, the trout uh, numbers and, and the habitat and everything is getting better and better in, in our neck of the woods.
1: You know, we've had a lot of success stories with cold water fisheries management in the state, and we've had uh, our share of them here in northwest Minnesota. The the two naturally reproducing brook trout populations that we have in Necktie River and Sucker Brook are the result of habitat improvement efforts, but also um, a, a strain of fish that became available from the, our hatchery system that was called the Minnesota Wild strain of brook trout. Hmm. Um, and once we, those fish became available and we stocked them in those two streams, the populations just took off. They were so much more well-suited than the previous strains of brook trout that we had used in our management. And now we have ceased our stocking. Uh, we haven't stocked the Necktie River since 2012, and the population is continuing to expand. Um, likewise, Sucker Brook hasn't been stocked since 2015, and our population assessments show larger fish and higher numbers in our catches since we ceased our stocking. So, those are two examples of success stories we have here.
0: All right, that is great, great information and great news as well. Uh, You talked about the DNR website. I'm assuming that would be the place to go to check out, you know, all the um, trout streams and lakes and area, whether it be in the Bemidji area or the Walker area or the Park Rapids area.
1: Yes, that's correct. So much of the information that we've talked about is available in an, an electronic format on the Bemidji Area Fisheries website. So folks, if they have the Internet, can do a search for Bemidji Area Fisheries, come to our website, and under a tab called Area Highlights, we have uh, electronic brochures that are available for the four trout streams that we manage, and they have specific information on directions to the stream, maps on where angler easements are located, and some tips on fishing. So that's a great resource for people.
0: For those who want to give it a try and, and still want to help the resource continue to grow, uh, is there a recommendation from you on, you know, what size we should keep and what size we should be putting back in the water?
1: Well, you know, um, many of our, our fisheries are stocked with, with catchable-sized fish, and we anticipate those fish will be, you know, caught and harvested and utilized, and that's just fine. That's why we put them out there. Some of these lakes don't have good carryover from year to year or okay good survival so they require an annual stocking um so if folks are fishing on any of our trout lakes i would encourage them to keep whatever they like you know within the limits of the law Mm -hmm. and i would say on fisheries like sucker brook and necktie river that are naturally reproducing um those those fisheries would probably benefit from some catch and release, particularly of larger individuals. And that is an ethic that many trout fishermen have. A um, lot of folks that fish for brook trout hardly keep any. Um, so that is, you know, more essential to a wild fish population right. than a stock population. So Gotcha. But there's lots of trout out there. They're delicious, and uh, I would encourage people to, uh, keep them for a meal. Sounds, as well.
0: So. Sounds really good. I I just love uh, when we can talk about you know these things that uh, that are maybe out of the public's eye uh, because <laughs> we got so many cool things here that nobody ever knows about. I mean, even small little lakes uh, that uh, you know were five miles from my house that I didn't even know existed.
1: It's amazing. But that that's one thing that I love about living up here too is you could fish for a lifetime and never cover. A, everything that you wanted to fish
0: i know it's uh it's almost frustrating in a way but uh it's a good frustration
1: yep. if a guy didn't have to work you know, yeah. that'd be something
0: yeah then yeah that's right yep tony Standera is a fishery specialist out of the bemidji area office giving us all the details on uh, trout in our area tony thank you so much for your time today it was great hey thanks kevin country